Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's loads of free resources there as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guests. They are dear friends of mine, love them so much, Jordan and Zach Stenmark. Discovered by Tom Ford while studying economics at Sydney University, they have had an amazing career. They made their international catwalk debut, exclusively opening and closing the 2013 Calvin Klein show, the spring summer at Milan Fashion Week. They have worked with the biggest names, brands, and publications in the business, including Mario Testino, Bruce Weber, Terry Richardson, and so many more. Some of the brands include Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein, Giorgio Armani, Apple, Mercedes-Benz, Rolex, a billboard in Times Square for American Eagle. They have done so much in their modeling career. In 2015, they were awarded the prestigious GQ Men of Style Award. Jordan and Zach have enjoyed ongoing partnerships with Tommy Hilfiger and Qantas Airlines. Both Jordan and Zach featured for many weeks on the 13th season of Dancing with the Stars Australia. And in 2016, Jordan and Zach appeared as mentors in the 10th season of Australia's Next Top Model. And today we're getting super geeky because I know these guys off the runway in real life and they are health nerds. And this isn't just a personal passion now. They have really delved in and done the work, done the research, working with the best in the field of sleep 
wearable technology, and sleep science. If you're having any trouble falling asleep or staying asleep and just really wanting to optimize your sleep, and how do you know if your sleep is even optimal? If you're struggling with any sleep issues or low energy and you may not even know that your sleep is an issue, check out this episode. A few of the other things that we cover in today's episode, we talk about the detrimental effects of blue light exposure that it has on our bodies. We talk about the effects of poor sleep, what it does to our brain health, our immune health, our energy levels, how this really plays a massive role in our mental and physical wellness. We talk about why maintaining a regular sleep schedule is crucial for optimal sleep development. All right, let's get to today's conversation with my friends, Jordan and Zach Stenmark. What the heck, guys? This has been too long since I've seen you face to face. It's just way too long. It's It's not acceptable. It's messed Mm. up. I feel like before the pandemic, I'd come out to New York quite a bit to do work stuff, teach and whatever, do, do, do different stuff in functional medicine. And you guys were my main hang at Hugh Kitchen. <laughs> and they're like, Hugh Kitchen is no more. Did you guys hear this? No, like, what? Hugh Kitchen is not in existence anymore as a restaurant. Now they're just the chocolate, like they're in stores, but the actual like place that we used to get food is is no more. Really? So they've just gone pure, like just E-commerce. the first. But I love the buffet style, like kitchen, like it's such a convenient yeah. place for us to all eat, you know, like <laughs> it, all, it, it worked with all of our, 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 our dietary choices and like our lifestyles and, yeah. and they had desserts, but oh, oh yeah, those yeah. little, oh, those chocolate. Well, I mean, what did you get there? I mean, I like the Buffalo chicken pizza towards the end, this almond flour crust. But I used to get the bowls. I used to get everything. What did you guys get there? Yeah, I remember having, um, I used to get the meatballs every time, which I really liked. And then I think they had like a cauliflower mash that like yeah, I that was absolutely good. thought was, use a really Aussie word, I was throffing on it. <laughs> What's throffing? Help me understand this. Yeah, throffing. Zach, maybe you are the- It's, like a, it's like a surfing term. It means to be like really excited. Like it, it actually refers to frothing at the mouth. Uh, so that you're so excited that like you're froth, you're foaming at the mouth. Okay, so it's frothing, not throthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I, just I, a accent. To be I'm very, gonna, I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna say it. I'm just frothing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, like you're, you're frothing over your patient's improvement. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, um, what did you get? What did you get there? I used to get a, a similar thing that oh, they had the sweet potato fries, uh, fries as yeah. well, and which is just something I I love, and it's. It's the thing is like sweet potato fries is so much more readily available in the states, and it makes me very happy. So it's one of it's been one of the sad parts about being back in Australia is because it's just not readily available. But in that's Australia, okay. It's not it's not really a big issue. We've yeah. got things to look forward First to when we problems. come back. Yeah. Exactly. Very. <laughs> oh man, I miss you guys. I miss like catching up and being part of each other's lives. I mean, we talk occasionally, but it's not the same. No, it's not. And it's like our, our catch-ups uh, when you come to New York always so much fun because, and I mean, they always are regardless, but seeing you in person is so great. And the conversations about everything, you know, from health to life and 
all that sort of stuff are just so enjoyable. Like it's, it's really nice because, you know, I can always ask you like a million questions of things that I'm interested in and you're such a wealth of knowledge uh, that it makes it just like we go down these rabbit holes and it's, it's really fun. So, Hey, likewise, likewise. I mean, but you guys have been up to a lot. I mean, you, you went back to Australia and you've been not just sitting back in retirement (laughs) <laughs> you've been up to some really amazing things, which I, as your friend, really excited to see this come to fruition because at Hugh Kitchen hanging out or, you know, wherever we would be talking about this idea that you have and now it's out in the world. Cause mm-hmm. you, can you talk about dreamers and just the story behind it and, and how it came to be? Yeah, for sure. Try I think storytelling. Yeah. He's, he's actually good at the story. He's, he's, um, <laughs> You know, I like, as you said, you know, we would talk about over the, over the time, like we've known each other, we would talk about a lot of health things and, you know, being super interested in health and trying to really take care of ourselves because, you know, we only get one of these things, you know, and we want to take the best care we can of it. So we started to really look into foundations of health and, specifically sleep being one of those really important things uh, for your health. And it's, it's something, as we all know, that's hardwired into us to help, help us regenerate uh, all, all the cells in our body, detox, all those sorts of things. So we were doing so much travel and we were always, you know, flying and we were finding ourselves getting, well, sleep deprived, which we were starting to learn through, you know, we would read lots of medical journals and peer-reviewed studies about the effects of lack of sleep and all that sort of stuff and start to learn that it was light, uh, you know, specifically artificial blue and green light that is stopping our bodies from producing the sleep hormone melatonin. And so uh, as we learn about this stuff, we were starting to correlate that between like with how we were being affected and we wanted to make sure we could get our eight hours sleep to really take care of ourselves and so we went down this path of, of trying to understand, okay, we want to block this artificial blue and green light at night so we can get the best sleep we can and really take care of ourselves. And there, therein lies like where we started, I guess, trying to create dreamers and create this lens that blocked 99% of this artificial blue and green light from screens, you know, like, because we're all looking at these devices all the time and they're, they're fantastic in the sense of, I mean, they allow us to have this podcast right now, you know, mm-hmm. they allow us, they allowed me to learn so much information on all this amazing science and empower myself to mm-hmm. sort of uh, take care of our health, you know. Well, in modern society, we, you know, we really can't live without these these screens, devices and lights, LEDs, like the development over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years of technology has allowed us to come so far in the medical field through to, you know, just purely being able to interact and um, be able to socialize with humans. Like even even you with your, you know, telehealth, like you've Mm -hmm. been a leader in the space for such a a long time and, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that without this advancement of technology. But so we, with the notice of that, we really understood this. And I think the, the big learning came from, we were reading a lot about, you know, like, 50,000 years ago, we used to rise and fall with the sun. You know, the body had adapted so that in the morning you would see the sun and you'd get this boost of the alertness hormone cortisol. And that allows you to, uh, you know, go about your day, be active, be alert, focused, 
as we know, it's really important for digestion and all those sorts of things. But as the sun would go down, we wouldn't get any more of this blue and green light and full spectrum light that's causing or allowing us to have this alertness. And so when the sun goes down, we'd start to get this influx of the sleep hormone melatonin and that would start to get us to fall asleep and get ready for sleep. And Mm -hmm. so that really hit home to us of, okay, so we've got these devices that are, are now being brought into the nighttime that are causing us to keep producing the alertness hormone cortisol and stopping the body from producing the sleep hormone melatonin. And therefore we were, um, that's when we set out to create dreamers because mm-hmm. we realized that on the market, there was nothing that was meeting this, this issue and being able to block a hundred percent of blue and green light to mm-hmm. be able to allow us to recharge our batteries, um, mm-hmm. overnight. So because we know how important sleep is for, uh, the whole body and for the mitochondria, you know, we, have talked so much about and like dreamers as a company about the importance of the recharge. We call it recharging the batteries, you know, the mm-hmm. the little engines, the mitochondria the need to recharge through sleep. So, and we know that it's such a fundamental part of their process. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause symptoms like headaches, cramps, fatigue, and weakness. Electrolytes also play a critical role in many other health conditions that I see clinically, things like POTS and brain and mental health, breastfeeding, regulating appetite and curbing cravings, and honestly, so much more. Electrolytes govern so many important pathways in the body. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those that are practicing intermittent fasting, or if you're physically active, if you're sweating a lot, definitely need to be supporting your electrolytes. According to the FDA, over 70% of sodium in the U.S. diet is consumed from packaged and processed foods. But when you adopt a whole foods diet, you are eliminating processed foods and sodium from your diet. Now, I don't recommend you reintroducing processed foods. That's not a reason. (laughs) But not replacing the sodium can negatively impact your health and how you feel and your performance. That's why I love Element. They are the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA weightlifting and many Olympic athletes. Drink Element is a healthy alternative to sugary electrolyte drinks. Each grab-and-go stick pack replaces essential electrolytes with no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, or any other junk. I drink Element every day. As I'm consulting patients 11 hours a day at my functional medicine center, you will see my mason jar filled with water and Element right by my side. As a member of our community, Element has a very special offer for you. Claim your free Element sample pack. You only cover the cost of shipping. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash art of being well. That's drink lmnt.com slash art of being well. This episode is brought to you by Public Goods, the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food, Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single-product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of their premium essentials in one place with one beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. I love Public Goods so much. We have their cleaning products 
at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center. I use them at home as well. You'll see public goods peppered around my life because I love them so much. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. Knowing what's in your products and where they come from is really important. Small changes in the way we shop can make a big impact on our personal health and the health of the world at large. They use a membership model to keep costs super low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. They plant one tree for every order placed and incorporate sustainability into every part of the company. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store. I worked out an awesome deal just for my listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident. You will absolutely love their products and come back again and again. They are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash Will Cole or use code Will Cole at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash Will Cole to receive $15 off your first order. What I know just from the talking to you guys over these past few years about this is you were meticulous about the quality of the lens. So can you talk about that? And you mentioned like the statistic of how much light it's blocking, but you could have rushed and got a product out there that was like, eh, like decent, but you really went above and beyond on the quality. Can you talk about just the the science behind the product a little bit more and like the functionality of the eyewear? Yeah. So I'll speak to the, just the meticulous nature. It took us five years to develop the lens, which is just crazy. And like that we went to a US lens manufacturer. They also supply to the military and without with our lead scientist, with our lead scientist uh, Stafford Sheehan, Dr. Who, Stafford Sheehan, but to make sure that the quality of this thing was so good and so precise that with what staff, Dr. Staff, um, came up with, uh, was able to be achieved and achieved correctly. So, well, and, and as you said, you know, because we wanted to do this right. You know, when we, as we could have easily gone and taken something out else out there that was on the market that did half the job or less, but it came out of necessity. We wanted a product that we, like we just desperately wanted to use that yeah. would improve our sleep and improve our health. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this good friend of ours, Dr. Stafford Sheehan uh, from Yale, I was talking to him about this because he, he, he and I would catch up and have chats uh, about all different things in science. And I said to him one day, do you think it would be possible to create a lens that blocks 99%, 100% is what I wanted. But for science, we have to say 99% <laughs> of this artificial blue and green light. And when we were sitting there, he said, yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is how we'd go about it. And obviously Rubber there was a napkin. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of story. Cafe. And yeah. so we, we, we were so proud to invent this, this lens because it was, it was something that we got, we'd set out to do. And the, the what, like with the technology, it was about really making sure that it did block all the light that suppresses or stops the body from producing the sleep hormone and uh, reduces the amount of cortisol from this light because, and that, so that was the real focus in mind when we went to create this lens. That was 
what it was and making sure that it wasn't like everything everyone else's. It actually did exactly what it and said. That's why we got a patent. Do. That's yeah. why we went out and got a global patent. And that's why we created this invention. We invented this thing because we realized that there was a necessity and it wasn't being met. And mm -hmm. that's why we had to go and get our, you know, credible science done mm -hmm. to make sure because in many ways you know like we really believe why if you're going to do a job do it right and do it mm -hmm. to the best of your knowledge or ability and i think mm -hmm. that's hopefully you know we've achieved that yeah you definitely have so we're we're talking about these things because we know what we're talking about here but many people we're defining lights like blue light and how light uh, can be negative from our technology, whether that be our smartphone or iPhone or our laptop or some sort of tech. Can we back up a little bit and just why should people care? Like what is this doing to our health? How is it impacting our circadian rhythm throughout the night? Really yeah, so a really good question. I think there's the short-term effects and there's the, there's the longer-term effects from the short-term effects, you know, because there's great positive to this, to this blue and green light and full spectrum light uh, during the day. We need sunlight. It's so important for our body's function with, and in digestion, alertness, you know, all those sorts of things. That hasn't changed. And that's so part of our adaptation. But at night, we have this, you know, we, as I was saying, we weren't meant to see this blue and green light at night. And it has a massive impact because it stops your body from producing this hormone melatonin and it affects your body's ability to actually fall asleep and therefore you can't get this regenerate you can't regenerate your cells your mitochondria and that has huge impacts on your health both short term and long term i mean long term we're looking at things like heart uh, increased yeah risk of heart disease and uh, like uh, weight gain diabetes all that sort of stuff Short term, it has a massive impact uh, and anxiety and depression. And even short term, it has an impact because it affects these hormones in the body. So like it affects blue and green light uh, at night really affects dopamine as well. And that has a massive impact on anxiety and depression. And so we have, you know, a very short term effect of if you're sitting on your phone late at night, uh, you have an increased risk of anxiety, anxiety behaviors and that sort of thing. And that's literally just from the light. And then it gets compounded by the fact that you don't sleep well. And then it's this just trickle on effect. And so we have other impacts. Like if you sleep less than uh, six hours, you have the cognitive function of someone who's clinically drunk. So we're talking about the inability to learn and focus. And th so there's an increased risk of uh, road accidents. Well, talking? and then even on top of that, when you know when you are sleep deprived, you know, it highly affects your immune system. So we're talking about a time where in, we're in COVID, where there is a virus out there that's you know has made people very unwell, and immune system is really really important. Especially we're in winter down here in Australia, so everyone you know making sure they're taking the right vitamins and eating really well, and you know trying to get enough sunlight and be active in winter, but like the one thing that a lot of people forget is that, hey, hang on, we should be doing something that really, really can help ourselves, which is sleep. So mm -hmm. from the short-term effects being everyday health, concentration, your ability to learn, your ability to function and perform as a human being into, in everyday society, leading mm -hmm. into those long-term scary things that none of us really want to think about, which is, you know, the heart disease, stroke, diabetes, weight gain, all that stuff that we spend hours in the gym, all this time doing food prep, 
all these really things with a lot of effort to them when you can really have a very basic fix. It's not a fix for everything. It's We're not saying it's a catch-all, it's going to fix everything, but it's definitely going to help you from mm-hmm. reducing your effects towards any of these serious health issues. But And as we were saying with the short-term stuff, we were saying, you know, even just one bad night of sleep, you have this increase in anxiety and depression possibilities. You've also got things like, you know, your more uh, in, like insulin sensitivity goes up because of consumption of this blue and green light and lack of sleep. So then you've got the a compounding effect of, you know, we all like so many people, we, we have these like sugar cravings and that sort of thing. If you don't sleep and you have overexposure to this blue and green light, you're more likely to go for those foods that yeah. you know are high in sugar and that sort of thing because you ha- those cravings are there. Then you have the other impacts, like Jordan said, of that immune system stuff. So your immune system, as you sleep less and less, if you've got four hours, your immune system is basically just cut in half. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a really scary thing, especially as Jordan was saying in this time, you know, you, mm-hmm. we all need to have a, a strong immune system and take care of that. So yeah. Yeah, and it's not just about the foods that people are eating and the supplements you're like saying, like like you said. And just another note on that: just one night of poor sleep has been shown to increase high sensitivity C-reactive protein and inflammation marker that is associated and is a surrogate lab for many other types of inflammation levels. So it messes mm-hmm. up to your point of insulin resistance increasing that too. I mean, the cascade ripple effect of just one night of poor sleep, let alone the epidemic of people that have uh, sleep disorders and sleep problems are just not prioritizing their sleep. They're just not giving it the respect it needs. You know, people say, uh, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And they just think it's like this thing they don't have to prioritize. It's a not a luxury. It's a mandate on our health. And that's what I want people to get out of this conversation is prioritizing it and what you've brought with dreamers to really support our proper circadian rhythm and a proper night's sleep. Can, can you guys talk about what does a good night's sleep look like? What is optimal sleep as far as quality and quantity? If you have any sort of metrics that you that you look at? Uh, I guess for us, it's very much about like the the first thing, if we're talking about pure just time of sleep, eight and a quarter hours is 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 optimal. I think anything less than seven, uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not happy with that. If I'm sleeping more than eight hours, I'm always happy. And that's for me, that's the really important one. Right. Rising and falling at the same time is super important as well. I think that's something that is uh, people can forget about. And then doing that, you know, say six times a week, you know, on Sundays you can you can probably rise and fall at different times. But the science shows that, you know, rising and falling is extremely important and something that we definitely prioritise. Well, I think it's, you know, it's about at the end of the day, as you're saying, this it's about this uh, sleep routine and sleep hygiene that we talk about. I think that, you know, so many people do an amazing job of, giving us all this data on our sleep. And, you know, we see, oh, I got this many hours of sleep and uh, we're this starting to see and... that we got this much RAM and all that sort of stuff. But there's there's um, the actions that you can take to increase your sleep uh, are not quite there yet. And this is that was one big thing for us that was really important is create something that actually allows people to go, I, I struggle to get to sleep, I can use Dreamers. You know, here is a product that will help me get to sleep and improve mm-hmm. my sleep quality. So... We've had some friends that what's been really interesting who've who've been wearing dreamers and um, sleep glasses and they'll be, they wear aura rings and 
they've uh, seen a huge increase in deep and REM sleep, which for obviously understanding sleep, there's different cycles within the, you know, within your eight and a quarter hours of sleep. And if you're not sleeping well and you're in and out of sleep, you're generally in light in the light stage of sleep. And mm-hmm. so that's why there's been this big rush towards people tracking their deep and REM sleep is because obviously it means they've had long duration, they've mm-hmm. been able to get through the different cycles of sleep. And then that's why there's a bit of pride behind, oh, I got this much deep sleep, or oh, I got this much REM sleep, which is super important. But all, all the stages of sleep are as important. You know, people are saying, I need this, I need that. They all have their own functions. Otherwise, you know, the body, like, the body is adapted because there's such an important reason for all these different functions. You know, you've got REM sleep that has a massive impact for memory and, and those sort of things, deep sleep with recovery and regeneration. Like, we're, we're talking to these sporting bodies because they, they are really starting to see the value of how sleep is massively impacting their players, both from a physical and a mental health standpoint. You know, it's so big on recovery and performance. You know, there's people in, um, you know, sorry, there's a study study done with concussion um, and this relates heavily to the NFL, that you're three to four times, you recover three to four times faster when you sleep after a concussion. Obviously, there's a certain period after a concussion mm-hmm. where you don't, um, where you shouldn't sleep, but they're once increasing melatonin and As sleeping. In like just a couple hours, yeah, not yeah. like, you know. Yeah, yeah, but increasing melatonin in the system and sleeping and getting eight, the required amount of sleeping eight and a quarter hours to recover from a concussion, it's three to four times less, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Just to have a night's sleep. You'd think that's something synthetic. You'd think that's something that, you know, is uh, Western medicine has come up with. No, that's something that's hardwired in us, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, And it as is. Matthew Walker says, you know, sleep is the greatest uh, legal performance enhancing drug. Like we can all get a bit of that, you know, yeah. and we're, mm-hmm. we're all allowed to do it. And why don't we, you know? <laughs> and it's completely free. Yeah, exactly. It's free. And that's the thing that for me was such a big thing. Like we have this thing that is hardwired into every, every person, every living organism on the, uh, on the planet, they all have a sleep and wake cycle. There's got to be a reason for that. And it's because it is so fundamentally important to your health. It is for uh, like, I truly believe it is one of the foundations of our health, because if you don't have good sleep, none of the other stuff matters. Like I won't forego uh, sleep. I won't go, I'm going to sleep four hours and get up and train because the training is useless for me if I haven't got the sleep. Mm-hmm. And I've, 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 I've tested the theory. I mean, you know me, I've, <laughs> I like to test things on myself. I, before all this, I would be like, oh, I'm going to train. And before learning so much about sleep, I, w- I would actually go and be like, oh, I've only had, you know, five hours of sleep and I would train. And it was, there was this cascade effect. I definitely noticed the increased physical manifestation of this increase of uh, insulin, like um, sensitivity, yeah, well, sensitivity, mm-hmm. like in the sense that I would go after these more starchy foods and that sort of thing because of it, it like making that correlation was super interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even just performance, like it, we, yeah. we've done a lot of, obviously done a lot of reading around this and then looked at a lot of the studies and spoken to the right people. But some of the really interesting things around just pure performance, like, you know, accuracy levels or ability to actually perform a task or then their memory retention yeah, of then learning a skill. 
And so for someone that's going out there and, you know, studying for an exam or, you know, trying to go there to say if you're, you know, a high school kid or like even if you're driving on the road, you know, you're mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, that's that's another one that's just mm-hmm. so important. So, yeah, yeah that's, it's true. You can, there's clear correlations in our daily life on how important sleep is. Patients will often ask me what snacks I recommend. Maybe that two or three o'clock in the afternoon snack craving is there and you want something healthy, but still tastes delicious because there are a lot of so-called healthy snacks on the market. It can be confusing on what the heck you should be having if you're trying to eat a healthy diet because many of them, they taste horrible or they're loaded with sugar or empty calories and they leave you feeling hungry 20 minutes later. That's no good, which is why I was so excited when I found Paleo Valley's 100% grass-fed beef sticks. They're something that I use in my own life and I recommend for my patients as well. They're made with 100% grass-fed and finished beef plus certified organic spices for a delicious and filling protein snack. I keep one in the glove box of my car. I have it at my functional medicine center. I take it when I'm traveling because it, you know, just throw a couple sticks in your bag and it's just really convenient and they taste amazing. Plus, Paleo Valley beef sticks are naturally fermented so they have a long shelf life without the use of harsh chemicals. And what's really cool is this natural fermentation causes gut-friendly probiotics in the sticks. So you're helping to heal your gut and properly digest all the beneficial protein and nutrients with every bite. Plus, they're gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO, all the things. And they're perfect for anyone on a low-carb or sugar-free diet because they are carb-free and every flavor is sugar-free with the exception of teriyaki, which only has two grams of organic honey, which I love honey if you ask me. It's amazing. They come in five different delicious flavors, so there's one for everyone in the family to enjoy. My personal favorite is jalapeno. Without a doubt, it's freaking so good. It has just the right amount of spice and has chunks of real jalapeno. Yes, please. With over 10 million sold and a five-star rating on Amazon, they only continue to grow in popularity. If you want to find out what all the hype is about, go to paleovalley.com and use my code Dr. Will for 15% off your order. And thanks to their 60-day 100% money-back guarantee and excellent customer service, you can basically try these risk-free today. Go to paleovalley.com and use the code Dr. Will, that's D-R-W-I-L-L, all one word, no punctuation, for 15% off today. That is the noise of me opening up my favorite flavor of Olipop. What, you don't know what Olipop's about? Let me tell you about it. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like the sodas that you grew up with, that I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and other artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America. They have delicious, nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, which is my favorite without a doubt. They have classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. 
They use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's daily recommended added sugar intake, which is 30 grams. Sweetened beverages, like soda, are the leading source of added sugars in the American diet. Olipop is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources, no added sugar. Their vintage cola, which is my favorite, has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar. That's 39 grams in one can. They are so confident that you will love their products that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee for orders placed through their website. I've worked out a special deal for my listeners. Receive 15% off your purchase. I recommend trying their variety pack. This is a great way to try all of these delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash willcole or use willcole at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I pop.com slash Will Cole. Olipop can also be found in over 5,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. So how long do you recommend, what is the science point? What do, what do you recommend for how long we should be wearing Dreamers and how long is it going to take for the average person to notice Changes. I've got them here. I've got them here. Yeah, That's the ones yeah. I have. I love them. Yeah, these are the ones you have, which I also saw Solomon wearing. My son. Uh, my son. You yeah. both look great in them. Um, so we say, like, it's minimum thirty minutes before you you want to go to with. go to bed. The sleep the sleep glasses on. It's really interesting because you know as we develop this technology, we've had um, our, our dad, who's been is always our sounding board and everything, and. He was such a big skeptic on all this stuff, you know, like he, he was like, we've got to talk the, like, even that's why we went and got, you know, great scientists involved and uh, consulted with all, all the right people, because I mean, we wanted people like him who are very skeptical to see that. But then even when we had all that, he was like, I don't know guys. And so we <laughs> gave him the glasses and we said, uh, just wear them, just give them five, five minutes. First couple of minutes, he's like, guys, this is bull crap. I don't, I don't believe this. After literally after five to 10 minutes, he, he said, oh my God, I just felt this huge wave of calm. And he, he like started to sink into the couch. And it was the uh, melatonin starting to really come into his system and preparing his body for sleep. And so the effects of wearing these glasses is, is and it, the science says this, really happens in the in the first five to ten minutes and then it continues because it is really we're trying to replicate what it was like when the sun would go down and so your body we've all gone camping and done all that sort of thing where we're not around the light and our our circadian rhythm we, we start going to sleep earlier and you know where we find ourselves it's like 8 30 and we're really tired and that sort of thing so that's what we're you know we've really um we've, we've done here and so was so interesting with dad is he like will now put them on and he's, he's just like sinking into the couch falling asleep <laughs> which is really cool so awesome. but what's um, been i guess the thing that we have found so great about it um is that it's natural like it's something your body produces and controls 
to a point where you get the right dose of melatonin mm-hmm. to your system. And I think yeah. there's, you know, lots of people out there are taking sleeping pills and we know that that sleeping pills put you into a, a coma, well, not comatose. Yeah, no, a comatose state. state. So it doesn't allow your your brain uh, yeah. to, you know, regenerate correctly. It, it has a, it, the same effect of drinking a lot of alcohol at night as well. They both have massive impacts on the regenerative nature of, of your sleep. So although, mm-hmm. you know, people say, oh, I get to sleep because of the sleeping pills or because of alcohol, it, it, you're not getting the same quality of sleep, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can sleep as many hours as you want, but... Yeah. It is, as, as you talked about, it's about trying to get the right quality. Yeah. And that has the effect on the next day and right. subsequent days. And so for us to be able to come in and create something that's natural and, you know, go, hey, there's an alternative to sleeping pills or, you know, melatonin tablets definitely have their place. It's just the fact that they're an, an increase or a huge dose, an overdose, not the right wording, but a too much... A, a, dose of melatonin for someone and we found this we're speaking to the um one of the spotting bodies down here they they were handing melatonin out to their players and they would find they'd be sluggish the next day they Mm -hmm. wouldn't function as well they would just find it really hard to wake up and so that was the one thing that we found so beneficial is that it was the right dose for your body and that's Mm -hmm. um something that we really felt was such a benefit for so many people and so simple to put a pair of glasses on you know half an hour before you want to go to sleep with you know like the synthetic nature of consistently taking melatonin there is research to show that if you're consistently taking that it does have an impact on your body's ability to to make melatonin because you, you want to be making like ha- making melatonin naturally and because of the precursors in the body. So rather than just supplementing it, because we, uh, as we all know, we want it to our bodies to function as correctly as possible and on their own rather mm-hmm. than having to rely on all these other things. So if, yeah. that's why it was so important for us to come up with this technology that allowed our systems to do what they do. Yeah. and really get the sleep correctly. I love it. So, and you're absolutely right. As a functional medicine practitioner, what I always tell patients, that, like you said, Jordan, is like there's a place for melatonin sometimes if you need it, but my job is to get your body to produce it on its own. And you're yeah. using something as simple as putting glasses on to get your body to produce it on its own versus telling your brain, oh, I don't have to produce it because you're taking it exogenously. And I wouldn't recommend people taking melatonin long-term. It's definitely not good, but you can get your body to produce it on its own just through putting dreamers on. So in addition to dreamers, what are some other sleeping hacks that people can do to really improve their sleep hygiene? I think the first one is, as Jordan said, trying to create a regular time that you go to bed every night. I think that's really important. Uh, that for me, that's definitely one. I think even like a little tip of, uh, if someone is struggling to get to sleep, there are breathing exercises you can do that help, uh, shift your, you know, nervous system. yeah, your nervous system from, from your sympathetic to parasympathetic, you know, there's, uh, things like rocks breathing, or even just like breathing of seven seconds in seven seconds out through the nose, which I've found even at times to be super useful, uh, for that. There are other things in food, you know, uh, we try not to eat late at all. So you're not digesting while you're sleeping. And I've found that has a massive impact on uh, my sleep quality as well. You know, I try and eat around like 6.30, 
So I've got a few hours for my body to start digesting the food, trying not to eat heavy foods as well. You know, that I find they massively impact my sleep quality, not drinking, you know, obviously we all need to have uh, fun and balance to our lives, but alcohol does play a big factor in your sleep quality. So uh, I think that's a really important part of the sleep hygiene. The other one is uh, sleeping in a cold room. So that 18, 19 degrees is, is optimal temperature. Wait, what is that in? Oh, that's, that's what is Fahrenheit? Yeah, John's locked. He's, he's oh, lost my family to American translate <laughs> yeah. temperature. Does that mean I lose my, my visa? What goes yeah. on? Oh, uh, um, no, so I'll, we can get back to that. Um, but no, but yeah. that around those temperatures yeah. is optimal for your body to fall asleep. Then there are other things like uh, I even find taking magnesium can be really useful. Magnesium three and eight is a really good one that uh, I've found to help with sleep. Uh, you know, even chamomile tea, you know, things like that before bed have, have been shown to have great effects on, on your sleep. I'm just trying to think if there's any other things that we've, we've done, you know, cause they, I guess it's, it, it, it's mostly, I, I well, we also have things in development. So yeah, that's true. I think it's, true. it's also like trying to say what we can say and say what yeah. we can't say. So it's a little bit of a game. We'll, we'll, um, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to have you back. You do? What's that? Is there anything you do? I know you, like, you've yeah. always got such wizardry in these things. You know how to... <laughs> I, yeah. I am a functional medicine wizard. That is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Harry Potter. Yeah. Gandalf, it's Gandalf, it's Gandalf. Uh, so here's the deal. Some other things, in addition to what you said, because all the things you said are absolutely true. I can attest that. Two other things, weighted blankets. I've had patients do well with those, sort of supporting the parasympathetic resting, re uh, regeneration, relaxing. Uh, mechanism, just like all the other things you talked about are doing too. And to the temperature regulation, Jordan, is the uh, a chill, chili pads. Have you heard of this before? Yeah, yeah. It's a tool that people, a product that people use too. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, all this stuff plus the, those are all good considerations for people to, to try. I think the other one, you know, like uh, we've always, We've always loved uh, whether it's like little noise or audio books or anything like that, I think can also be really useful for people to get to sleep. You know, uh, I that think people in the brain that where you, when you start to create visual images, um, as in you start yeah. to think in pictures, yeah, think yeah. In pictures, that's how the brain works during sleep. So I, I mean, there, there's the science around that too. Yeah. Which is super interesting. So we've actually, it was really funny before we were even into sleep, we've been, Zach and I have both been listening to audiobooks. For I was going to say, like, speaking of Harry Potter, I think, didn't you guys used to listen to that at night? Yeah, or yeah. big Harry Potter fans. <laughs> I still yeah. sometimes listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Up to book five at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no, it is seriously, it's something that as a whole, like as a, as a whole part of the picture of sleep hygiene that it's, um, I've always found the audiobook thing really fun. It's like an enjoyable, you start to create this enjoyment in, in going to bed. And I think this is the other part about the sleep hygiene that I want to add in there is never make your bed a place of work or a place where you of stress. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, they're doing emails in bed, which is, which is absolutely okay. Like when you're, you know, for 15 minutes, but sitting in bed for two, three hours, doing emails, being stressed, like it should be a place of relaxation. 
And You've got to create those associations. Yeah. And the mental association of going, okay, I'm going to bed now, so this is the place where I rest and recover and I, you know, watch some Netflix or I, um, you know, I'm reading a book or, you know, listening to an audiobook is, is like, I think, a great add-on for a lot of people. It's super simple. I think the actually the other one that I didn't mention, there's two other things that I, I would say. I think getting up and making sure you get morning sunlight is so fundamental to setting your circadian rhythm every single day. I, I don't. I think people take that for granted, and so seeing morning sunlight to allow that you know increase of the alertness hormone cortisol is so fundamental for allowing that melatonin to be released at night. And so for me, that it although there's so many things and uh, we can do at the time of sleep or bef- just before sleep. I think making sure you set up your day right by seeing the sun is such a fundamentally important thing. Do you also want to speak to advancing slightly as well Well, through training and... Yeah, and I think movement. You know, we can talk about the build-up of a denison. Not sure how how far to get into that, but... We can get into it. People like the geeky stuff, so let's go there. Well, we know that we have a denison triphosphate and those phosphates, when we expend it being energy, expend those energies, we lose, or we, we, we like use a phosphate. So we get this adenosine diphosphate. And basically that creates this, like, uh, that's the feeling when you, we've all had that feeling when we've had a big day and we trained really hard and all that sort of stuff. And we've got that weighty tiredness. We worked out. Remember yeah, we worked, we've worked, worked out. out. We've yeah. worked out or we've done a lot of active stuff, as you know. Uh, and that is such an important part of our sleep cycle. And so when we sleep, we are literally like reattaching these, a phosphate to become new energy. And so it plays such an important role. So being active throughout the day and exercising, it's great for our physiques and all that sort of stuff, but it's actually super important for our sleep cycle and this regeneration of our bodies. So there are so many added benefits of just being active mm-hmm. and you know everyone has this thing about it's got to be super hard and challenging the activity it doesn't it should you know it should whether it's walking or playing tennis or you know uh running around with your kids or like any of those sorts of things they are still activity and they lead to this expenditure and uh, uh, like this buildup of of adenosine Diphosphate and allowing you to actually get better quality sleep. So, you know, there shouldn't be this anxiety, A, around activity at all, because it's super beneficial, or around sleep, because sleep anxiety, I think, is a really big thing as well for people. Mm -hmm. And creating these habits will help you remove the anxiety because you're doing all the right things that will allow you to get sleep. The other tip I was going to say. And this is really important is read books like this one <laughs> before you go to bed. I'm hundred percent serious Thanks, though. Man. Like reading your book before bed, it's fantastic. Although it does keep me awake because I read like way too many pages of it. <laughs> so maybe you've got to find a boring book, but seriously, like um, Thanks, reading, man. no, hundred percent. Like, yeah. honestly, just this is a plug for you. You're such an, uh, such a, just a, uh, like wealth of knowledge and that's why we always love chatting with you and just like I think the most amazing thing about you Will is that you're so humble and like you speak to you really really good listener that's why I'm that's why I knew your podcast was always going to be good because you ask great questions really good listener but you're so humble and there's a wealth of knowledge there and if you ask 
you get these amazing answers, but mm-hmm. you're also not forcing it down anyone's throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is like, seriously, that I, I find that like such an amazing trait to be able to balance being, have intelligence and being able to give it, like give it when people ask, but then also listen and just hear people and then understand the answer that is best for them. And that's obviously why you've been so successful in your practice. Thanks guys. When that's we right. first met, I remember we were all sitting at a table at a specific conference and there was some people having a very, uh, yeah, you know, this. heated debate about yeah. some specific topics and yeah. someone asked your opinion and you'd just been sitting there very considered about the whole thing. And you, you gave this amazing answer about this specific topic and uh, everyone just sort of sat back and went, yeah. <laughs> like everyone was silent because it was like, that's based in fact, it's right. And it's got a really balanced approach too that's actually achievable to everybody. It's not just this. Cause we get so many of these like, oh, it's just this or it's yeah, just that. Extreme. And I think the thing that you present so well is really credible science with these great ideas and protocols and balanced ways to understand, but it's really Thanks, balanced. Guys. I think man. No, seriously. I love you guys. And I did not even pay you guys to say that. So <laughs> you don't need to pay us because we love you. <laughs> we think what you do is fantastic. So no, likewise, likewise. And I have to say too, since we're on the topic of accolades and kudos, but my, Solomon, you know, loves you guys so much. And you spoke his Pokemon love language and he still talks today. When are we going to see Jordan and Zach again? I'm like, when a <laughs> pandemic is over and they get back to the side of the world. Yeah. But yeah. He, no, and, he, and he loves the dreamers. And I show he, you've seen pictures of him. He, when he go, went to LA recently with my in-laws, he wore them for the entire flight and swears by them. My 15 year old son loves love dreamers. It. And so do I. We love that. It's so, so good. And it's, for us, it is about, you know, making sure because we all are spending all these time on these devices. So it's so important that we are using them and it's cool that he's he used them even for the use of a flight you know there's something that we used to really help with jet lag you know yeah. when we were traveling around the world all the time we were doing like 24 flights between sydney and new york a year yeah. and uh we, we I, I can tell you right now before we had our dreamers we couldn't have done that it would have just destroyed us but it allowed us to sh- help shift our circadian rhythms when we were, you know, going to these time zones, allowing us to get great quality sleep on the flight mm-hmm. and really almost manipulate the situation so that because we were playing with this light. So, uh, and that's and the other thing. flight attendants come up to us and, and be and like, what, yeah. what, what are you wearing and how do I get them? And we'd say, just wait a little bit. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see, you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I like about them. And I remember you, science was first for you, but the other gap in the space that you wanted to fill was having them look really cool as well. So I guess for people, since this is a podcast and people aren't seeing them, you're wearing them right now. Uh, like, can you talk about that? Are you really coming from the fashion world? I think that was a major part of it for you as well. Yeah, well, you're 100% right. The fashion element was massive for us. We realized that, if people are going to change their behavior, they have to feel an essence of, of the, these things are cool regardless of their function, um, as well as the fact that to create a, 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 a routine change, it needs to become part of culture. So if you look at all these you know, amazing brands that we have out there today that have created you know, a big cultural change 
you know, you've got your Kiths and Supremes and all that kind of stuff of the world through off-white. to Off-White, through to, you know, the traditional heritage brands like Amani and Gucci and they all have this element of cool and element of style and throughout 10 years in the fashion industry, we understood the power that fashion played in getting people to adapt to new things. Like let's take the sunglasses as, as a great example. For a hundred years ago, people were told they were wearing these optical glasses and then people said, hang on, you know, the sun has an effect on your eyes. And then people went, oh, I'm not going to wear those things. I don't need them. Like they look weird. And then gradually people went, okay, how do we make these things look fashionable and desirable for people to wear? And now today people wear sunglasses as a fashion item and forget about the fact that they're, you know, have huge benefits to protecting your eyes from the sun. So, you know, they have a bit of a colour perception in in the sense of sunglasses they change yeah they change you know you get it's a darker vision the dream is there's a slight color perception as you uh, change sorry uh, like sunglasses but big part of our technology and with working with dr stafford sheehan was uh also working with the way the brain works to after this like five minutes your brain starts to adjust the colors and so that you can really like it, 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 I guess, how would you say it, it, it changes? Yeah, so you, have you, have a, you have a color perception change so that the your brain then adapts to fill in the blues and greens that aren't there. So, which is was super exciting for us because we were kind of going, that was one of the hurdles that we realized that we had in developing this product is the color perception and the fashion. And so those two elements, when we were able to tick them off, on top of being able to block the light that suppresses melatonin and affects your body, we were like, okay, we really have a product here. And we were very privileged to come from a place of, we get to work in the fashion industry for 10 years and meet all these great designers and understand fashion trends. And not only the difference between trends, but also the difference between, you know, uh, what heritage and classic Classic, style look like, but then through to, you know, what are these like flash in the pan. And I think that's a really important piece in, in the fashion element is to create something that's timeless and that people will, you know, engage with for a long time. I think yeah. the other thing, Emmy, one of the challenges we we wanted to do was make sure that, especially with the sleep glasses, they had some element of getting a lot, a lot of coverage specifically in this front plane because, you know, we know some very interesting things about the eye, you know, the blue, uh, the majority of blue light receptors and green are in the bottom half of the eye because it's an adaptation of, from when we would, you know, the sun always being overhead. So the this light that really affects the alertness hormone, cortisol is above. So we've adapted to have them in this bottom half. So we wanted to make sure that specifically in this region of the face that it was covering uh, through to the light from, yeah, of the, and the peripheral light of getting in because it, it does have, a, like this above light has a, a, a greater impact on these hormones. So that was a, a fashion challenge as well because mm-hmm. we couldn't, we wanted to make sure they looked great, but also had that functional benefit. Mm. We should speak quickly to just the difference between the two glasses. So yeah, we, have a, we have the screen pair that you wear during the day that which, only blocks blue light, which is 99% of, 99.9% of 
blue light from, you know, when you're working on your laptop, when you're doing a podcast with your friends um, <laughs> and, or, you know, you're on Zoom, um, those kind of things through to with the sleep glasses blocking 99% of blue and green light, uh, which would be, you know, the goal to block light from LEDs, you know, the light bulbs in your house, um, the screens that you're working on at night, your, your iPhone or Samsung phone that you're, you know, smartphone that you're texting your friends on or anything like that. They are, that's where the two differences. And the key, I think one of the key functions, and this is something that we feel very proud about and understanding is we went out there to create very, as you mentioned before, precise lenses that stop at the exact wavelengths the, to do the function. And so with the sleep glasses, we only block the light, only, we let everything else through, but we only block the light that affects your body's ability to produce melatonin. And I think that, and that was such, that is the reason why we went to, you know, a great law firm, Foley High, and went and got, and got a patent on this because mm -hmm. it was seriously challenging to get to the point of, to block something that, and that five-year journey was, it's amazing that we couldn't, that we, it took us five years. I think when we first set out, we wouldn't have thought it would take five years, but to then create two pairs of, um, of or two different lenses is, is quite amazing. And, and we're definitely saying, you know, with the, with the screen glasses, they are for use indoors in front of your screens, you know, mm -hmm. to try and stop this overexposure of the artificial blue light during the day because blue light and green light and full spectrum light from the sun, as we've said before, is so important for your health, not to mention with vitamin D and a bunch of other really important health benefits. But, mm -hmm. you know, these screens have a massive, they peak in blue and green light specifically because they're LEDs. And so when you are getting this overexposure, it does have these adverse health effects and it does flow on also into the night. So uh, we are saying by all means, people should definitely get out in the sun without glasses and that sort of thing. Obviously, don't go and stare at the sun. We're not saying, you know, go and be that you know, sun-gazing person, like it's fine, but get sunlight Have in your skin, on your... Day. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and then for the... And that's where the difference between the sleep and the screen is. You know, mm. the sleep glasses are really for this nighttime period. I mean, Jordan and I, for uh, with ourselves, we would wear them more than 30 minutes before we go to bed, but we recommend minimum 30 minutes. We mm. wear, we'll wear them like two hours before we go to bed. It doesn't mean we start to get pretty tired, but that's what I want. So that's the point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Right. Exactly. So what's next? I'm curious. And look, I have about 10 other questions, but we'll, ha we'll have to have you again like when yeah. more stuff with dreamers comes out and I, I have so many questions that I want people to hear that, I, that I know people will find interesting. So stay tuned for part two someday soon. Uh, but what's next for dreamers? Like what is down the pipeline that you can talk about? Tell us. Yeah. So we're having interesting conversations with um, some, well, I'll, I won't say who, who they are, but around how we can optimize the sleep routine. And so for that, our goal moving forward and, and what we're putting a lot of time and effort into is these different parts of the sleep routine that we spoke about. We want to make sure that when people um, have a sleep issue, you know, two and three of us don't uh, achieve the required eight and a quarter hours that were suggested a night. So we want to own that 
sleep routine. We want people to turn to us and say, hey, dreamers, I can't sleep. I've bought, a dream, uh, I've bought the glasses, and but I want to add more in. I want to get the best night's sleep. So we want to look at that sleep hygiene process and go, what else can we add in there? What are the different little bits and pieces that you know, you know, if it's through from supplements through to uh, bed linen or, bed linen or sleepwear that allows that it's all has scientific backing and all scientific. Yeah. Um, it, it's all, you know, educated or at least informed by science. Because as we were saying before, there is so many people doing great work on getting us data on our sleep now, but we need action items mm-hmm. on how we can improve it. Because like you do, you know, you get this data on patients and all that sort of stuff and then you give them things that they can do to improve these parts of their health and that's where we feel Dreamers comes in. We are a, yeah. we create actions for people to improve this part of their life. Just like going to the dentist, like, and that's why we liken it. So we call it sleep hygiene or sleep routine and and so it's like brushing your teeth. You know, you, you go to the dentist, they say you need to floss more. And so you go get floss and then you and you need some mouthwash. And and so but this all is hugely important to your oral hygiene, just like we look at sleep in the same idea. It all comes back to health. So you would, you know, in our mind, you, and this is the way that we like to do it, is I go inside, I brush my teeth, you know, go in the bathroom, brush my teeth, and I put my dreamers on. And that starts my nightly routine because they, you know, most people, they'll, you'd hope most people brush their teeth before they go to bed. What I love about this, and like I, since I know you guys, is that you are now just showed the world and you're showing the world through dreamers how freaking smart you are. I mean, coming from the fashion world where people could sort of relegate you to just pretty faces, you guys are so much more than that. You're two of the smartest people that I know. I'm not saying that just because you're on the podcast. That, that is the biggest compliment I've received. That is, so, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely mean that. It's it, like... You are genuinely one of the smartest people we know, and it's to have that compliment from you is is really great. So hey, uh, it. it means a lot. It mean really it. Love you guys. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having. Thank us. you so much for yeah. having us. It's been uh, it's a an pleasure. Honor. And yeah. if you have us back, we'd love to come back on talk more. It's just so much fun, and you do so many amazing things and provide so much great information for people. So we feel honored to have been asked to come on and uh, talk with you about this. Well, consider it done. There will be a part two, so stay tuned, everybody. Thanks, guys. If you want to learn more about what the STEM marks have going on at Dreamers, you can check it all out at dreamers.company. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Sarah. Sarah asks, what are the less obvious signs of inflammation? Great question, Sarah. So as you know, if you've listened to The Art of Being Well or things that I've written over the years, you know that inflammation is the commonality between just about every health problem under the sun. I mean, we're talking about autoimmune conditions, metabolic issues, digestive problems, things like fibromyalgia, heart disease, diabetes, and so many more uh, health issues that we're facing as a society today have 
inflammation as its commonality. So as a functional medicine practitioner, when I'm looking at labs, I am looking and measuring objective data from labs on exactly where your inflammation levels are. And we also want to ask the question, what's driving the inflammation? I mean, the inflammation is the commonality, but there's something driving the inflammation. And inflammation is not inherently bad. It's a disruption of our immune system. That's what chronic inflammation is. But normal inflammatory response is needed to fight off viruses and bacteria, heal wounds. It's an important part of our immune system. So healthy balance inflammation levels is needed. It's when inflammation is thrown out of balance. That's chronic inflammation. That's the issue. So less obvious signs of inflammation. That's your question, Sarah. Well, let's look at the more common ones first, if I could, for people that are newer to this concept. Um, Looking at digestion, looking at musculoskeletal, like muscle joint uh, soreness, looking at skin flare-ups. Those are probably the more common ones that people think of um, when they're in obvious flare-ups, whether they have some sort of autoimmune issue or just don't feel well, those are common signs of inflammation. I would say less common signs of inflammation uh, are really the brain health area of things. Because in the West, people like to separate mental health from physical health. And what I'm always saying ad nauseum sometimes, I sound like a broken record, but we can't separate mental health from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Our brain is part of our body and we need to look at what the scientific literature is pointing to in this cytokine model of cognitive function and tons of other researchers as well. But this idea, the cytokines are pro-inflammatory cells and it's research looking at how inflammation plays a role in how our brains work and how it impacts mental health. So mental health is physical health. And when we're looking at things like anxiety, and how that exists on a spectrum, or depression, and how that exists on a spectrum, and fatigue, how that exists on a spectrum, and then brain fog, if you kind of understand that as a subset of fatigue, which isn't the case for everybody, but some people can have great energy, but still have brain fog. But these top four things, if I could sum it to these four things, it, it would be anxiety, depression, brain fog, fatigue. These are probably the least like the less obvious signs for people because they're not making the connection intellectually that these are signs of inflammation or can be signs. So we have to measure neuroinflammation or brain inflammation and understand and consider inflammation's role in all of these issues. So that's what I would say oftentimes, Sarah, because when I'm consulting patients, people will list off their like top things and they'll put things like anxiety, depression, brain fog, fatigue, um, but they oftentimes aren't making the connection that it's tied to their overall systemic inflammation. And we have to deal with that for them to overcome these brain health issues. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday and I hope you will too. Talk soon.